Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the Facebook Live today. I'm Dr. Maria Sampalis. I have the pleasure of having Janelle Davison with us today. Say hi to everyone, Janelle. Hey, how are everybody doing today? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy busy Monday for everybody. I know everybody had uh, probably a busy day today with the holiday. Yeah, I forgot it was a holiday. Maybe that's why I was so busy. <laughs> like everybody's yeah, in busy. my office today. What is the problem? Nobody's working yeah. today. So it's, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, I think that you're an amazing woman. You're doing great things in the industry. You're doing a lot of different things. And for those of you that don't know um, Dr. Janelle, I want to introduce her. Uh, she graduated from uh, PCO in 2006. She was awarded uh, nationally um, as an eye care provider. Optometry Diva recognized her in 2021 as a thought leader. She was named a finalist in a Women in Technology in the Year of Science Award in 2020. Um, in 2019, the National Coalition uh, of 100 Black Women honored Dr. Davis as Woman of Impact in Health. In 2018, Dr. Davison was named one of Xavier University's Louisiana 40 Under 40. And the list goes on. There's there's so many things that you do and you write in the industry and you speak and you you have different, you hold different positions. Tell us all the things that you're doing because you're not a one hit wonder. No, and whoo, you're making me tired. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't start overnight. So I've been practicing. This is my 16th year. So I, I say that and that it's scary that I'm like getting older. But it's my 16th year and this is my 11th year. Um, well, 12th year, actually, owning my own private practice. And so um, I do a lot, but most of the things I do are things that I love. And so when I do things that I love, they're truly my passions, whether they're work that I'm doing in the community, um, work that I'm doing in my practice. So it doesn't seem as much as work as versus things that are just fun that I like to do. And so I am the owner and founder of Green Eyes Vision Center, which I started cold in 2010, and we're still up and running and, and thriving. And then 2018, I started a dry eye and aesthetic suite within my practice, and that's named Premier Dry Eye Spa and Cosmetic Eye Care. So it's like a practice within a practice. So that's a suite that we have, and, um, and we do aesthetic, um, optometry aesthetics, so they're mostly non-surgical options that are available for patients. And then we do dry eye, a lot of advanced dry eye treatments and therapies. Um, in 2017, I started a nonprofit with my sister called SCORE, Inc. Um, and what that nonprofit does, we aim to expose and empower girls of color um, in healthcare fields, specifically optometry, dentistry, um, and medicine. And so we have an internship program that we do, and this is our sixth year that we're getting prepared for this summer. And then the latest on the bucket as far as businesses that I've started is that I'm a co-founder with my husband for Paradigm Optical Software. So it's a cloud-based optical solution that helps to um, make it easier for offices that want to go to a complete packaging or bundling model. Um, it also increases um, staff efficiency because it does verification of benefits as well. And it makes it easier for, patients, for your staff to calculate charges. So that's kind of like a high level of everything that I'm doing. Um, um, kind of day-to-day -day within the community and within the practice and within the industry. Yeah, you're doing a lot for the industry. You're making impact to young females out there. Uh, you run a successful business, um, you know, a thought leader in the industry on new trends, right? Dry eye aesthetics, things like that, that a lot of doctors don't do. And you have kids and you, yes. and you balance all that, um, you know, and, and, and that's something to applaud because a lot of us are trying to find that balance and how to do it all. And you're a perfect example of that. 
Um, yeah, work in progress. You know, um, I get that question a lot from a lot of younger ODs. You know, like you said, I have kids. I've been married since my 16th year. So I graduated and got married in the same week. So those anniversaries are always together. And I have a soon to be 13 year old and a soon to be 10 year old. And so their birthdays are in the same week. So I have a problem with things being lumped all up at the same time. I guess I'm just like I like high stress. Um, but so I'm getting ready for their birthdays next week. Um, and so um, it's not really balancing is what I tell younger ODs. It's basically you fuse it. It's part of your life. Like my kids know mommy is an eye doctor. Um, mommy's going to make, make it to most of the major milestone things. And there are some things that mommy might not be there for. And they're okay, okay with that. They work in the office in the summer. They were our first junior interns this past summer. They actually get paid. They got their own little bank accounts. Um, and so we just make it a part of the family. And so um, hopefully one day I'll inspire them for entrepreneurship or maybe want to be an optometrist. I don't know. My youngest says she wants to be a dentist. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that's great because that's exactly what I do. It's part of your life It's it, and everyone's involved. And, it, you know, and they're, they're, I think them being in the business learning is, is a, it'll be future success for them because they know. Definitely. What are some challenges that you've faced in the, in the past? Uh, funding, exposure, mentorship. I'm sure you face a lot of challenges and you overcome those challenges as you continue to, to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I think I face the same challenges that, you know, most women face. Um, I wish I can say I didn't face challenges based on my gender or even based on my race. Um, but I do and have within the industry. But I'm a person that I am a go getter and I totally believe what is for me is for me. Um, and I just kind of move and walk under a higher power. And so you can think you're closing the door on me, but I'm going to keep doing the work. And if it's for me, it's going to be for me. So some things manifest in that time frame and some things take a couple years for me to get where I need to be. But I just make sure I do the work. I don't let someone else's know or someone else's um, impression of me or thought of me stop me from doing what I know is in my heart and what I'm capable of doing. So that's why I'm successful. I don't let any man or female, whatever color religion, tell me what's not for me. Simple as that. <laughs> I love it. And their work ethic is super important, right? Yeah. I always say I'm not going to be work. I always say I'm not the smartest person in, in the room, but I can, I'll, I'll work you if I want it. If I want it, I'll work you. Definitely. And I think that's just that determination in yourself, finding that in yourself. And I, I think that you doing all these different things, you have that passion and that passion will really leads you to do that. Right. Um, how, you know, just in, in general, how can men and, and women work together to make, you know, bigger things, accessible, great ideas in advance optometry space. It seems like we're all kind of competing against each other. How can we all work together and 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 build each build off each other? And that's that that's definite. You know what I observe. You know, there's nothing wrong with a healthy competition because I'm very competitive. You know, so I like to set goals. I make sure I work hard. But there's a nice balance between healthy competition and collaboration. And I think that's what we're missing a lot in this industry as a whole. I think the industry can move light years if we all collaborated where we have you know you have a bucket over doctors over here who are of color and we want to you know give our perspective on eye care we got these people over here we got men over here women over here we just all realize that we have a common goal and our common goal is to help our patients and at the same time we want to make a good living we got into this because we want to make money um some of us have nonprofits, but our everyday is a for-profit business and so we can learn to collaborate more utilizes utilize other people's skills in areas where you may be deficient, um, just more teamwork. And I can see if we start to do those things, optometry will move 
faster and further, um, which is important. There are other, I always kind of use dentistry as a reference. My sister's a dentist. And some of the resources that her and her husband have to start their practices, um, the technology that they have, we're kind of behind in a lot of things that we're doing in the optometry space. And I just think it's because we're not, you know, there's so many of us that have ideas, but the people that have the doors that can let us in, they're just not, you know, and that's just being real. They're just not. And so we need more collaboration. No, I have to say it's super true, super true. You know, I'm doing a gender inequalities lecture in about a month with Wu University, and I have a lot of interesting data out there. And and um, it you can see it that a lot of the women um, positions within KOLs in the industry and things like that, there's not a lot. And even if you look on open payments, and it's men are getting more, you know, opportunities to speak. In a world where everything's virtual now, it shouldn't mm -hmm. really matter. And at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, when everything's going on, the kids are asleep. I mean, so it doesn't matter, you know. So it's these barriers sometimes that that hold us back because of perception. Um, and I, and I think that's super important. Um, but I I think from that, I think there's some data out there, and I think you had it too. I think only two percent of of funding from venture capital goes to females mm -hmm. and what was that from that fraction how much is that goes to african-american females even less than that um we're less than two percent and so unfortunately you know i always kind of have that double whammy i am a female and i am a female of color so anytime you have a stat you know you have the stat for women and go ahead and slash that in half and that's usually what it is for minorities and so that that's a big thing that's a big hurdle for a lot of women who have ideas um for instance technology my latest company is a software company and you know to get it off the ground and really get it to where we want it to be i'm even kind of in the beginning i was like maybe i should be the face of it maybe i should let my husband be the face because he's a man he he has an engineering degree from georgia tech maybe they'll take him more seriously and then he's like well no you're the optometrist and this is who we're doing it for you've got to be the face so the fact that we have to sit there and have those battles within ourselves that even though we are just as capable we're deciding you know should we put our face on things and if our face is going to diminish our our um our, our abilities are you know our, our things that we are able to get to come to us you know even i had that in my practice for a while there was years where i wouldn't even put my own face on my website because i didn't want someone not to come to me because i was of color or because I was a female and it was, you know, within the last, you know, eight years, I'm like, whatever, if you don't like me because I'm female, you don't like me because I'm a female of color, then clearly I'm not your doctor. Maybe you need to go somewhere else. And so if you go on my site right now, my face is all over it. And so, you know, those are kind of battles that a lot of women have. A lot of us have ideas in technology, especially in the optometry world that can really take optometry to the next levels, but we still have a lot of these antiquated ideas or perceptions of what, who should be doing what? Like when you said earlier, it doesn't really matter that the kids are asleep. Well, that's not for you to figure out for me anyway. You know, if I want to do something, you don't worry about what's in my womb. You don't worry about what's sitting in my living room. I'm going to figure it out. You know, I had a one-year-old when I started my business and I would go um, to check as they were doing the build out with the foreman with the stroller. And so he knew to the point he started looking around where he was like my my second pair of eyes in the, in the, in the suite. I was two years in and I had my second child. And so what people have to understand is it's not for you to figure out how this woman is going to get it done. You give her whatever the job title is. And if she signs up for it, trust, we have to juggle all day long. We're going to figure out how to get it done. You know, it's so true in what you're saying, because I have experienced those things just growing my network with the 
the, the network that I've grown, the theme corporate optometry, and it's expanded over the years. And one point I was, I was talking to someone, they said, well, maybe, maybe if you had like a male person to kind of help like with that, maybe you could get more uh, industry interaction. Um, you know, I did have something saying, hey, this might be too much for you to handle. Um, you know, you might want to hand it off, you know, and focus on your kids. Um, you know, and I've grown it tremendously. I've done it by myself and and thing, and there are the perceptions there. You're right. And 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 for other things, just trying to take on multiple um entrepreneurship things, um, I get that. Like, oh, you're you're too busy, you know. I'm like, but I mean, how many times do I not have to be a, to reinvent myself? Like, like yourself, not be a one hit wonder to really get the point across. Like, Hey, I, I want to be as busy as I want to be. Um, and I'll tell you if I don't want it. Um, so don't try to make obsessions for uh, things for me. Exactly. And I, I think having a good channel, like you said, collaborating with females is super important. What are some ways you think that women can band together to support each other in, in the field and, and with technology? I think, first of all, let's be truthful. Some of these stereotypes, women believe them as well. And so we have to come to the realization that we are not our mother's generations. You know, I'm in my 40s and, you know, my mother's from a different generation. Her mother's from a different generation. So they have a different perception on what women do and when they do it. So that's number one, because some of the issues I've had are not always from men. Right. They're from women. And sometimes they're in, in me being a woman of color. It's not always from a person who is not of color. Sometimes it's people that look just like me. And so we have to harness our own jealousies, our own perceptions and decide if we want to work together, we can. Um, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, you know, like, for instance, I'm working on some things and, you know, women will make little comments. Oh, you know, is she married? Does she have kids? So it's like, how can she be doing all this if she's doing all this? There's got to be something wrong with her kids or something wrong with her husband, which isn't the case. My son is a straight A student. All He's got one B in middle school, plays lacrosse. So he's just like his mom. He sees me. He does it. He does everything. Same with my daughter. So there's nothing. You know, my kids are fine. But I think we have to get rid of those own our own biases about each other for us women. And then two, network more. We're not used to networking. You know, our male counterparts, they get on, they network. They don't get caught up in um, small little things. Like they don't say, oh, I don't like his shoes. I don't like his dress. You know, I don't like, not his dress, but you know, well, Atlanta, it could be his dress. Um, I don't like his tie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could be his dress, whatever. I don't like this. I don't like that. We just get caught up in the small things. So just, you know, look at the person as an individual. What can you bring to the table to help that person? And what could that person possibly bring to you to help elevate? So one, get rid of the misconceptions. Two, network. And then three, follow through. You know, I meet women a lot of times at different conferences and we get all excited at the conferences. And then once it's over, it's kind of like, oh, who is that? You know, and if you have a, a way to let somebody through the door and you feel that person is a great candidate, then don't just try to keep that title for yourself. I see that a lot. Um, especially now that we have the the titles are of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, you may have somebody get elevated to that um, to that level, but three years later, three years later, four years later, you still still be the only person at that level. So if you're going to be in a situation where you're going to make sure there's diversity, equity, and inclusion, then four years later we should see some change. It shouldn't be that same one person that equates to all of that, right? So follow through and make sure if you have a opportunity for a female that you met and you think, you know, I think she'd be a great candidate, contact her. I do that all the time, even with my reps. 
they'll contact me and, you know, I'll have companies call me and say, I'm looking for another rep. And I'll say, you know, I think this person would be great because I, I know some things as far as how she's able to work with me in my office, work with my patients. I may know a background on what her ultimate goals are and I will recommend her and they'll contact me and say, hey, oh my God, thank you, Dr. Davidson, this company called me because you recommended me for a position. And so we just need to do more of that because men do that all the time. They do that all the time. We just need to get used to helping each other out. That's true. That's true. You know, and I did write an article and the, and the, and the theme of the article was we don't need a mentor. We need a sponsor. And, and the sponsor is someone who has that authority to bring you up. And that's exactly what you're saying. And, and unfortunately, sometimes people get to that position and they're afraid of losing that position or making a change or speaking up um, because of some kind of cult, like culture. Um, and that's how we can't, we just back in that cycle. And, and some of the data that I found with, for this lecture too, is the top leadership leadership, uh, there's, it's very low. It's only 30% usually in a lot of companies, but even so, like even gender gap and, and, and bonus structures are much lower. There's a lot of things there. And, and I think we say, Hey, we're optometrists. We don't care. Like we're not wor working for corporates, we work in our offices, but we're trying to build our, our, you know, ourselves and we're trying to build each other as 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 things change in the years right and a lot of women want to you know venture out and do something else like i do with social media job website things like that like yourself you know starting this new technology company uh, can you tell us a little bit about paradigm and why you created it how it started yeah that's a great question so paradigm um we launched it in um 2021 we've been using this this solution in our office for about three years. And it was born out of necessity. You know, I'm a solo practitioner. We all have the same pain points, you know, staffing issues, um, you know, people being at work. When they're at work, you know, you train them, uh, but making sure that they're able to calculate charges properly and being able to do that sometime in a swift environment with, you know, somebody who called out. And so the issue we had was staff calling out and then always having like one key person that could read the benefit and calculate charges. So if that person wasn't there or had to leave early, then you had everybody else kind of fumbling through it. And then lastly, we wanted to increase our revenue per patient. Um, you know, I wanted to get to the situation where I worked smarter, not harder. There was a time where I was seeing like 20 to 30 patients a day. And I'm like, this is completely not life. I cannot do this to retirement age, you know? So what can I do to be able to increase revenue per patient where I can maybe cut the number in half of patients I see per day, but don't necessarily affect the revenue per patient and even maybe increase it. And so one paradigm allowed us to go to a packaging model. And so I always try to do packages, you know, even remember when I first opened up in 2011, 2012, packaging frame and lenses or your lens options where patients are not picking off certain things. It was like, these are your options. Let's go now what's based on what works best for you, not kind of a la carte every little lens option off of the, the um, transaction. And so we were able to figure out, we went through every insurance plan, every network and calculate it based on their benefit. And we had it working in an Excel sheet and it was working great for our office. And it wasn't until we started having a, a, we got a new optician. We hired her, we showed her this platform that we were doing. And she was like, oh my God, this is a game changer. I've never worked at an office to have anything like this. It makes it so much easier for me meaning I feel confident in calculating charges and I have more time to spend with the patient to pick out frames. And she was like, you guys need to come, you know, you guys need to do something and you try to sell this. And so we were like, what? She was like, you need to figure it out, but you need to try to do something. And so from then on, we started the process. We, um, work with, um, with, um, uh, uh, 
interface. We got our interface together. We did our coding. And by 2021, we have this platform paradigm. And it's called paradigm because you do have to take a, a complete shift in the way you think about working with the patient. So it's a paradigm shift. And we just kind of played on the word. Um, so what it does, it allows my team members to come in um, and package options for patients. We do have a good, better, best model. And so I'm on the back end. I have slated what lens options I want, what materials I want in each package. So the optician is not sitting there. Do you want this? Do you want that? Okay, you don't want this, even though the doctor recommended it. We put in the copays and it spits out a quote. A month ago, we advanced it again, where now the system actually verifies the patient's benefits and populates the copay. So literally just pushing the button, you're able to get a good, better, best option for the patient. And then you are able to kind of customize your packages a little bit more. And so for instance, in some of our packages, we offer a two pair option for the patient. So it already comes built in with two pair of glasses. So they don't have to decide they want a second pair. You get this package. We've calculated so that it addresses our revenue and it works best for everybody. We have a package that has some accessories. And so when um, anti-fog, you know, when foggy was a big deal with masking, we had anti-fog built into one of our packages. And so now we have a nice little customized logo bundle with anti-fog, a cleaner, a cloth. So you can put, customize and put anything that you need in a package that would maybe been harder for you to sell a la carte. And you have a good, better, best option. And so from that, we've been using now for about two years consistently at my new location. We've increased our revenue 30%. So I see average 14 patients. And now that's a busy day. You know, most of the time it's between 10 to 14. And but my revenue per patient is 30% higher than what it was two to three years ago. So I'm seeing less patients, but I've been able to maintain my revenue per patient. And then patients love it. They have this really customized quote that comes out, something that's professional that they can take with them if they need to be able to discuss with a spouse or a partner, if they want to purchase these classes. Sometimes people say, well, I'm going to shop around because our prices are set where we're confident in the quality that we're offering you. They come right back. And the good thing about it is we can save the quote. So they say, I was there two weeks ago. We set our quotes where they're good for 30 days. The offices can set wherever they want. All of our different offices, you know, two weeks a week, whatever you want. They'll call back and we have everything there. We have the measurements and we're able to process things right over online. You don't have to have a patient come back in if they decide, OK, I want to go with that option that I was quoted out two weeks ago. So it's something that is unique. You know, there's nothing out there right now that's doing anything like this. Um, and offices that are using it, it is making a big difference, one, in their efficiency, um, revenue per patient, and then two, with the verification. That was the latest thing that we asked. So it does verify patient benefits for you and populates those copays. So that way, um, it makes it a lot easier for your staff. Yeah, I think it also probably capture, capture rates much higher, right? Yes. And then it's kind of like, for, like the issue with staffing now, it's kind of does it for them. And, you know, so it's not really like selling and the doctors that are involved, let's say the smaller practices mm -hmm. that don't want to sell, but they have to sell right to, to, to have the, to make that purchase. I think this is, this is a, another way to do it. So you're not feel like you're selling something. Right. Exactly. And I, I think this is, it yeah, and it works out good for the smaller offices. You can do pre-quotes. And so if you have your across the board packages, you can verify the benefits and pre-quote it and just change it based on frame. So you can say this is an average price price frame in our office. This quote, the bottom number will go up or down depending on what frame you pick. And the important part about this is across all insurance plans and cash pay. So a lot of people say I do packaging where they have a package, but it's only for a cash paying patient. 
if a patient is not cash paying, they have not figured out how to offer a one solution, but incorporate their copay so that when a person sees this, we have it where it says, this is the retail price. This is what you're saving. This is what you're out of pocket. And this takes into account the insurance that you are that you have. And so, um, and then we have an option where you can do a self-pay as well. So it works with IMED, VSP, Davis, Sunabi, Spectera, um, IMED, VSP, Spectera, Davis, and Sunabi Superior. And then we have a cash paying slash discount option. So okay. it's mostly your major insurance plans that it works well with. Yeah, because those, I mean, that's so another way, like doctors always complain about vision plans, right? And this is a way mm -hmm. to kind of help revenue. Where do you yeah. see the software in the next you know, 12 to eight months? And so in the 12 to 18 months, what we want to make it is not just a one-stop solution. If you know me, I think a robust suite of options to have. I'm always doing something different in my practice. And I, I you know, I, I sometimes think that people are as... <laughs> constantly thinking about their career and how to advance themselves and how to make the experience different and better in their office. And that's not the case. So we have certain ways that we sell contact lenses in our office. So we want to be able to implement a way to make it easier to calculate charges for contact lenses. But patients that are in the office, not necessarily uh, worried about things that walk. You know, we don't worry about what walks. We worry about what's here. And if you decide to walk, then honestly, you may not be our client. Um, uh, what allows us to do with packaging is that we don't have to get so focused on we got to capture everybody because sometimes patients, people will have 100% capture rate, but they're all covered. They're not getting any additional revenue outside of what's covered. So you may have 100% capture rate and I have a 56% capture rate, but annually gross wise, I make more money than you. So think about that. And so that's, that's huge. Hard that's important. So we want yeah, to be training in there, contact lens options. We want to be a whole robust platform we're independent small office. Yeah. So I think that's super important where some doctor like, I'm just going to take whoever comes through the door. I'm going to say as many patients as I can. And at the end of the day, you're adding more staff, right? And you're more stressed on you. You get home, you're tired. You can't do everything else. You know, it's, it's just tough. Like you said, the same thing I was saying, I was like, I can't do this for another, you know, uh, 30 years, 25 years. I can't do this, you know? And, and even like, I'm like, Hey, I switched to scrubs now wearing sneakers. Even then, but I'm I like, it's it. still tiring. Yeah. <laughs> So tired, it, it is ways that software can really make your life a lot easier. And then that way, it's also data, too, that you can look back and see how you can improve in the next year. Right. Definitely. It captures how many packages you're selling. Like I said, healthy competition is not not bad. And so it actually will list your different opticians or whoever's selling for you so they can see, OK, this optician is doing this versus that one. Just a, a little friendly, healthy competition. You know, those friendly competition goes a long way in the office and where you can be able to give them certain um, bonuses or prizes. And so um, it, it, the sky's the limit. But we want to make sure it's a robust platform for small businesses, small practices that may have one solo doctor like me, three to four staff average. And if somebody's out, you don't feel like your day is completely derailed because you can pre-quote. Anybody can sit in and punch in um, the frame allowance um, verify, hit the button and verifies. It just makes it a lot easier for everybody to kind of be involved and not be dependent on one person. That's right. That's, that's very important. How can doctors, if they, is Paradigm out for doctors to purchase for yeah, their own we're practices? Doing demos. Was... We're doing demos. So you can visit um, paradigm.com. So it's P-A-R-A-D-E-Y-E-M. We're actually going to be hosting a webinar March 21st. So visit our website, um, also, you can visit us on Instagram at Paradigm Software and sign up for our free webinar. And that webinar is going to go, it's going to talk about a little bit about our story, why we de developed Paradigm, um, also in the kind of background, how Paradigm works. But you can always set up a free demo. 
Sure. Yeah. And then just send me that link and I'll post it in the Facebook group as well. So people can do it because I think people sign up last minute on stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'll send that yeah. out. We have that. But I also want to talk about all the other great thing that you're doing that you really make a huge difference. You make an impact and you take, you devote your time, right? I mean that you, you have so much going on, but you find time to do the right thing. How are you influencing women and girls all around in healthcare and, and, and you're doing it in Georgia and how are you expanding? And so, yeah, so right now there's a couple ways that I'm doing that. One, I've been, I'm in Cobb County, Georgia, which is a, um, one of the largest counties in Cobb County, in Georgia. Um, and my nonprofit work stemmed from the work that I was doing with the schools. And so I am a healthcare preceptor and I'm on the advisory board for Cobb County Schools. And so I have students that come in through the work-based program. I have a student this semester. So they come in, it's doing a class. Um, and they're usually here for a couple hours and they get exposed to my career field. Um, and I want to be able to expand that. And so I've been doing that now for just under 10 years. Um, and that's how SCORE, which stands for a successful, confident, optimi optimistic, regal and engaging. My sister and I started in 2017. She's based in Charlotte and she kind of does the same thing. She has students come in and we wanted to be able to expand that outside of the counties that we were working in. And so we started SCORE. And what we do is we have an internship that we expose girls to the healthcare field. Um, and in the internship, we also focus on uh, some of those other things that are important for confidence building. A lot of times with women, we'll have the smarts, but we don't have anybody that's working on our confidence and important into us and say, you know, on here, you're all A's and you've got the highest score on the ACT, SAT, but I want that confidence to exude. So when you walk in the room, what's on that paper that matches what, what, what's in front of them. So we talk about dress for success, um, test taking skills, time management, um, confidence building. So we have different community leaders come in, oratorical skills. So we make them do a presentation and a report. So we kind of step outside of just the grades. We try to give them the other skills and tools, the soft skills that sometimes you don't necessarily get in high school that are important to help you be successful in college and beyond. That's right. And the soft skills are out there. Yeah, you don't get a lot of that. It's kind of like as you go along, you learn. Exactly. And you're giving them leadership skills, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving them leadership skills, real life skills. And they're seeing like, hey, Dr. Janelle, she's she's the doctor. I can do it too. She's, she, she believes in me. She, you know, she's, she's there along the way to say, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this, but then you're there, you're a mentor, you're a sponsor. Right. Definitely. And, and I think you're making such a big impact and I think your sister's making a big impact. And um, I, I want to thank you for what you're doing for young females out there in the, in, in the industry and outside the industry. Cause I, it's really commendable um, to really, for, so you're so busy to do all that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And more women can do it. Uh, we're always looking for um, host sites. Right now, we're local in Charlotte and Atlanta. So each year, we kind of reach out to different doctors, different subspecialties with optometry. Um, you'll be surprised. You know, I, I, sometimes I get sad that a lot of other people, especially women, aren't willing to be a sponsor. You know, I usually say I'm not asking you to raise a child. They have parents. I'm just asking you to expose and maybe have access to your cell phone when they say, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. I'm getting to see in this class. I need some encouragement. That's all I'm asking you to do. So you would think it would be a lot more open arms with other women, especially women of color who are going and went through some of the things that these young girls are going to be going through. But it's not. And so I just encourage anybody that's listening. If you think somebody in the Georgia metro Atlanta area and the Charlotte metro Atlanta area who will be willing to open their doors to have a girl shadow and work with them this summer. Um, please contact us at wescore.org. Yeah, it's so refreshing to talk to you. It's such a breath of fresh air because 
I talk to a lot of people in the industry and you, you really like passionate and you're authentic and um, you know, you really just want to help people and bring people up. That's what a true leader does. And I want to thank you so much for coming on this Facebook live today. Uh, anyone has any questions? Do you have an email that they can contact you? And looks like we got some questions right now um, okay. about the program, which you can ask later. And um, and I have some people actually saying that um, they can be a good mentor too. People are uh, commenting now. Okay. So well, yeah, you are inspiration. You are, you are doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, come on. We need more. We need more. I get sad. And what happens when I get sad, God always knows how to lift me up. So thank you for Maria for having me on because I reached out to two people and they were like, no. And I'm like, what? what? And so um, if you think you'll be a good host, please email me for score at we score. Um, sorry, go to the website and put into the contact form is we score.org. If you have a question you just want to ask me in general is dr.davison which is D-A-V-I-S-O-N at BrianizeVisionCenter.com. So basically my whole practice name. I'm very responsive. If you're on social media, hit me up in the DM. I'll respond to you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.